Well, welcome everybody back to Fan the Flame podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilly. I have a guest on tonight that, man, if this dude don't light your fire, your wood's wet. He's one of my brothers in the faith. He has been running hand in hand with Jesus for years. He's seen so many things overseas, in seas, around seas. He's been many different places ministering the kingdom of God to, to lost and broken people and to people who just needed a fresh fire of, of wind waved in their direction. And so that's what we're about on this podcast is fanning into flame, that fire, that eternal flame that's inside of you. And I know you're going to be encouraged. I know you're going to be blessed tonight. And so Aaron Packard, my brother, I'm elated to have you on, bro. Thank you so much. We've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, I think this is the fourth for the fourth time. So, uh, man, it, it was just the Lord's time. So honored to be on. Uh, excited about what you're doing. You know, um, we were just talking just off air just a little bit about the, just the faithfulness and the relationships that have lasted. And, uh, you know, uh, I cherish uh, our relationship and, and how the Lord has um, uh, helped us to steward that throughout. We're probably close to a decade right now, too, as well. It's got to be probably nine years for sure. So, man, I love you, bro. and so excited to be on. See what the Lord does. Well, I love you, too, bro. And I am just stoked that we were able to finally make this happen. There has been a couple barriers in front of us to, to, to hit this. I mean, I ended up in the ER last week with my daughter. Um, just stuff happened. So I knew that it was going to be fire when it, when it finally, when we were finally able to get together and, and yeah, relationships, man, relationally, just being able to, to harbor just so much trust and, and, and just, just the goodness that God has distilled, um, in us as brothers and be able to run this race with you, dude, it's been amazing. I, I've been in the trenches with you. We've done, we've done street ministry together. We've preached yeah. together. We've, we've seen lives change in all different directions together. And so, man, I'm just, I'm so excited to where God has you in this hour. I know that it's, it's almost like a, a 360 experience with you right now. Like I'm just seeing what the Lord has done in your life and, and in the places he's taking you and the, and again, the relationships that you've been able to build and glean from and grow in and just, Man, I want you to know that, like, I honor what you carry, bro. Like, it, your your heart abandoned to Jesus is something in my own life and my own personal life and personal walk that has helped fan my flame, bro. And so, I want to say thank you for just being faithful with what God has given you, man. You are a true steward in your relationship with Jesus, and so many people can learn so many great things from you. So many people have learned great things from you. So, I'm man, I'm, I'm honored, man. I love what you said. You know, it's like honor is such a key uh, in this hour, and it's something that we don't see culturally right now um, as much as what we should, even in the in the body. But um, you know, the Lord spoke to me uh, a long time ago, and He says, He says, a lot of people are doing a lot of things, but you need to build relationally. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, that's the things that have kept me going through the hard times, through the good times. So so many, so often we see just those highlights on Facebook, those those salvations, the healings the incredible things that the Lord's doing, the financial breakthroughs and stuff, but we don't see. Uh, last time we actually did a, a, a live together, you talked about the, uh, just like the trench, the, the, the trenches that we're in, the everyday uh, life. And mm -hmm. um, those are the people that uh, we can walk out relationally with, even at a distance, you know, I mean, the Lord is, has, uh, has helped us to steward this relationship and it's just, we're facets 
We're facets of the King. He's as we yield to Him, He'll reveal Himself through us. And so, you're honoring a facet of Christ in me, the hope of glory, the same way that I'm honoring uh, a facet of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. And when we begin to see that, and we begin to honor that uh, throughout the body, that it's like a swirling of the anointing. Uh, it's like we were almost—it was almost like we were made to work together. Come on. You know? It's almost like we were all called to be a part of the body. And uh, that's one of the things that I could say uh, with my relationship. One of the things I love about you that uh, there's never been any jealousy. There's never been any of those things. It's just been loving and honoring one another. And uh, there's so many people that want to do so many things uh, in the kingdom. And there's a lot of good things that we can do, but just being obedient to what he's called us to do. Mm. And, and sometimes that doesn't look like what we think it's going to look like. Come on, you know, and I think that you and I can both speak uh, to that side of things, the incredible things that the yeah. Lord has done. And yet the 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 times that when people it, it looks like almost utter failure in the natural. Uh, and yet God is completely in it. And um, we've talked a little bit off camera about some of the things that we've went through. But I think that's important to that the, the gifts and callings are without repentance. Come and on. we have seasons where there's fruit and we have seasons where there's pruning. And sometimes we catch people in a pruning season and we forget to bestow the honor not upon them but upon christ yes. and the hope of glory and i think that's one of the things um that we need to see uh mature in the body is 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 beginning to uh know that we're all at different places developmentally Mm -hmm. And to be able to recognize those times when, man, they're running and things are going awesome, but they're in a fruitful season. Yes. I believe that we're going to we're going to step into a season as a body of Christ where it says that the that the plowman overtakes the reaper. It's going to be seed time harvest, seed time Come harvest, on. seed time harvest. Um, but I, but we're, we're not quite there yet. I believe mm -hmm. we're going to be stepping into that soon. Uh, but man, I'm just excited to, I'm just excited here. I feel like I'm rambling on a little mm -hmm. bit. It's good, bro. It's good. Uh, I, I wanted to just talk about some of those things, bro. Like, so, so one of the season, well, I mean, again, nine, nine, 10, somewhere around there years that, that we've been plowing in the same field together, yeah. uh, um, different furrows and, and, um, different seasons, but de definitely plowing for the same kingdom. And, and so one of the things that I noticed early on about you was just your intentionality in listening in in uh, digging and digesting the word and really taking on the responsibility as a voice for God to be able to pour into other people. That's one of the first things that I noticed about you and the way that you valued opinions and the way that you hang on to what people are saying. And that is absolutely an aspect of Christ in you, the hope of glory, because Christ was intentional, right? I mean, still is intentional. He's, he's very intentional with his people and he's very intentional with his time and the purpose that, 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 that time is flowing in. And whether it was on his face before the father in prayer or teaching the disciples in a moment's time where you're really going to need to know this and so I, I just, I'm so thankful to be able to see that play out in you and Beth's life and in your kids' lives. And like, you've been really intentional, no matter where you're at in the season, whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley, you've been intentional to grow and to learn and to listen. And sometimes we just, when we're in that cleft of the rock and we're hidden away is, is sometimes where the greatest revelation comes in our life. And I, I really think that 
that at large, you know, you, you hit on that earlier, like we need to understand and realize that as the body, like you said, like it's not all mountaintop experiences. Sometimes it's mountaintop experiences. Sometimes it's two thirds of the way up the mountain. Sometimes it, we're, we're on, we're on flat on our back looking straight up going, how am I going to get, you know, how am I going to get to that place? And so intentionality in this season, I think is crucial. Um, which is one of the things I have written down and, let's just hit on that for a moment with intentionality. What do you think as far as the bride of Christ right now, where does her intention need to be and what do we need to be focused on right now? Um, and what God is doing and what he's done and what he wants to do. Yeah. I, you know, I think, um, one of the things the Lord spoke to me about is we're not called to be reactionary to what the enemy's doing. We're called to be led by the spirit mm -hmm. and uh, obviously in life there's times where we things happen or we or maybe we miss something and we have to react to those things but when we're operating out of that maturity uh, we're going to be led by the spirit not so much focused on what the enemies do when we're about uh, we're being intentional about being the father uh, about the father's business mm -hmm. about what he's called me to do what he's been called you to do uh, and the assignments that he's given uh, to us on our life. And I think that that's one of the things that there's so much going on, uh, people running to and fro in the world, the busyness, the, the, the shiny objects that will try to distract us from what uh, the Lord's doing, or even you could say the utter chaos that we'll probably uh, dive into a little bit more sure. later on. Uh, but, but there's so many things that we can get distracted by, but, but really our, our one thing that we need to be focused on is, is Jesus. And, um, it's easy to say that, um, the other thing that popped into, uh, 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 my spirit, I believe when you were, when you were talking was, um, as leaders, we really need to be focused on, uh, being servants mm. and, uh, the servant's heart, like, like there's, there's so much of a westernized, um, church, if we want to call that, that, that it's been, uh, we, we keep hearing this said the one man show or the, this or the, that, but, but really my heart is to see a multiplication Come and on. that's not by me doing everything. It's by me helping to train, helping to equip, helping to empower, helping to walk people through the different stages of development. Mm. And uh, I think that's one thing that we need to be intentional in, in this hour, because it's going to take an army to do what the Lord's called us to do in this hour. Right. It's not going to be one or two people. Yes. We'll always have uh, generals, uh, but we have one, true general and that's mm -hmm. Jesus and we'll have people that will help lead the charge yet we're all called to to lead the charge in the sphere of influence that the Lord's given us and uh, I think a lot of that starts with um, um, in, in my heart is empowering other people and that's that's not just just training and equipping but it's seeing the gifts and the callings that are on someone's life and be beginning to be able to pull them out, being able to mm. uh, just reach down and grab that gold out. Cause the world is, is, is telling them everything that's wrong. And, and if we're honest, you know, you know, 20 years ago, even now I can usually see what's wrong in my life right now, <laughs> whether, whether back then it was, it, it was sin here and sin there, sin there, <laughs> or even now when I'm, when I'm getting less off, of the road, you know, when I, when I'm starting to, to feel that conviction of the Holy spirit and, and, uh, things that he spoke to me about, uh, is speaking to me about now, he wasn't even concerned about really in yeah. my life and in my walk 20 years ago. He's like, we got some other things, but there's fine tuning that's taking place right now in this hour. And, 
um, bringing a sensitivity to the spirit. And I really feel like that's something that we need to be intentional, uh, that anything that's taking us away from that sensitivity of the spirit, anything that's taking us um, away from uh, being able to, to, to saturate ourselves in the word and in worship and in his presence, um, we all have lives that we're living, but we also have to carve out some time yes. uh, and we have to be intentional about that. And it's really easy to get distracted in this hour. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's one thing that that caught my ear when you were talking is the distractions, because I, th- I think at, at large, man, so many people desire a ministry without servanthood. And I, I've seen it on different platforms of social media, and I've seen some great things. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's there's this misunderstanding that we that your voice needs to be heard before your works need to be seen. And I'm not saying that they don't go hand in hand, but I think, you know, at large, Christ really represented the kingdom of God well when he said, I did not come to be served, but to be a servant. And that's where that multiplication comes from, because when you see somebody of such high statue and standard um, serving, you know, when you've seen all these great things come um, when they're in the room, whether it be healing or prophecy or whatever, and it's, it's all great things. And it's all from heaven. But when you see them washing the feet of people, yeah, then it's a true heart change, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying all those things will bring you yeah. to a deeper understanding of God. I'm not I'm not negating, though. Those are my goodness. We've been in the same room where, where we've seen things happen that I'm still scratching my head over going, what? Yeah. What was that, Lord? <laughs> like and and helped me grow tremendously in my faith and understanding the supernatural and the realm of the supernatural. And so. Those things are absolutely important, and we'll probably talk about those. But understanding that servanthood, I think, opens up the room. I think it really, when when people understand the heart of a servant, then you have, uh, you now have a relational value with that person where they can trust you, they can believe for the better things in themselves because that you are representing Christ very well. And it again, it all wraps around Jesus, the cornerstone, Christ in us, the hope of glory. But it really opens up the room for those things to take place because now there's an atmosphere that there's availability of change, you know, and, and that that word that scares so many people and even that repentance word that scares yeah. so many people. That's what it is. It's change. It's changing the way that we think, changing the way that we think that we have God figured out, that we have um, everything figured out theologically. And we just it leaves no room for those other things that we talked about, like the supernatural realm, the, 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 the thing, the deeper things that God wants us to understand. And so distractions can come in and they can, they can pull us away from the purpose that God has for us in that moment. And I've seen that. And just to, just to kind of cycle back to this, uh, this platform of, of do, are we just looking for an, a platform to, to preach or are we truly wanting to make disciples and truly wanting to train and equip people for the works of the kingdom of heaven? And that's something I had to check myself on. I, I still have to be like, okay, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for the applause of man or for the appeal of God? Because if it's for the applause of men, it might last 20, 30 minutes, maybe 20, 30 days, but it's going to fizzle. But if it's for the appeal of God, then we know it's life standing and it's and it's going to live on. And that's ultimately what we need to do as disciples is to establish places where we are taking ground for the kingdom of heaven. And I know that's your heart. And I know you're one of the forerunners leading leading that charge is like, let's go. Let's take the enemy's ground. And that's let's not look back. Let's let's be blessed in what we have for today. But let's move forward with the faith that God has given us to be able to take this ground and and grab more souls. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. you know, that that's what we want. We want, we want heaven crowded, right? We, we want, we yeah. want the come on my heaven crowded. So yeah, man, uh, just, I'm so something while you were, you, you were saying uh, that it made me think that um, the father's really be, been, um, he's really been impressing it upon me to, to see what it is to be a father. Mm. And I, 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 we talked about each of us are getting a little bit older before, you know, off camera, um, but there's a shifting that happens in our hearts. There's a difference between a mentor and a father. It doesn't mean that they can't be the same, but but the thing, uh, you can have many different mentors, but but a father, there's a special relationship. There's that time spent, um, and, and to be able to speak into people's lives relationally, there's a part uh, that, that happens over time uh, that we can we can receive from someone in a meeting, but there's also that, walk, that, that relationship that's formed as we walk uh, things out with the Lord. And that's the thing about, about fathers. You and I both have kids and, and we're not in competition with our kids. Right. Like right. we're actually wanting our kids to go on and be more successful than, than we could ever dream about being that actually I want to use my platform for them to be able to take off from. Yes. Those places where we plowed and where we built, you know, I don't want them to have to go through those same things. I want them to take off from a better place than where I started. And the same thing with my parents and my and my, and my mother-in-law, and my father-in-law, that they plowed and they plowed to the place to where uh, uh, we're taking off in a better place than where they did. And there's no competition throughout the generations. Mm. And there's the same thing when we look at spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. Uh, we're not truly being a spiritual father or a spiritual mother, if we want to say that like that, if we are trying to keep people from reaching the fullness of their potential. Come on. And now that, 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 and if there's any competition that comes in now, there's a process of maturing that comes and there's a, a, poss- uh, uh, a, a, a uh, um, there's a process of even discipline that comes within that if we're if we're walking that relationship out but yet there's that there's that there's that hope that at some point in time that they will overtake us there's that hope that our kids that there'll be more that you and i will will produce more kids and it will begin to or disciples like you were saying earlier and and that the harvest there'll be an acceleration with that and Mm -hmm. i think that that's one of the problems that that we need one of the things we need to be intentional about uh, in the body of Christ is is too many people um, maybe have presumptuously taken uh, the position of a spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers mm. when they're actually in a position of mentors and neither one of them um, are bad per se uh, but it's one area where I feel like we're, we're going to see maturity in this hour. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about maybe the times and the seasons that we're in uh, coming up a little bit, but uh, and I'll share a little bit more during that time. Um, but I, I think that if if since Jesus hung on the cross and he ascended into heaven, that we're in the last days, we're in the last of the last days. We're not yeah. getting any further away from it. And so Amen. we need to we need to we need to live like that. And and one of the things that you said is we need to be intentional about the harvest. Mm-hmm. You know, it says lift up your eyes, look on the fields that they're white, that they're ready for harvest. It didn't say we had to to wait for four months. It said right. ready now. Ready. And so I think that that's something that we we come up with a lot of excuses not to share the gospel. Yeah. And I think that we need to be intentional to to that Romans 1, 1, 6 click, you know, that we're not mm-hmm. ashamed of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we need to get to that place to where to where uh, we need to be intentional about sharing that in our families, in, in our workplaces, in the sphere of influence we're in. Um, 
No one knows the day that he's no no one knows the hour that he's coming back, but we know that that hour is getting closer. Yes, and we need to be intentional on harvest. The only thing that we're going to take to heaven with us is souls. Amen. Come we're on, take a lot of them with us. Come on, bro. That's so good, man. And that that's one of the things that I had written down is the hour that we that we're in. And I and I think that we've we can go over that a million different a million different times. But that that. The intentionality of the hour that we're in, like you said, being a father right now, being if we're going to hold that um, title of spiritual father, what does that look like? You know, through God's eyes, through Yahweh's eyes, like how how is how are we representing him to these people that we're um, teaching and discipling? And I think that that's crucial to understand that it's sure not to say that I have a title. Yeah. It's sure not to say that I have a title. And in and, and ministry, we have to be careful because ministry is trending right now. Come on. Like, like, and we're all called to ministry and in, in our sphere of influence that we have. But there's so many people that are wanting to go into full-time ministry, and they're actually stepping out of places that God's called them in yeah. for the sake of having a title. In it. And and um, that's, a, that's a dangerous place to be in because where he's called you, he'll, he'll grace you. Amen. And I think where people get out of trouble is where they've stepped out of the grace that the Lord has. Like he can he can he can provide for us in, in so many different ways. But there's a call on your life and he graces you and, and he empowers you to walk out that call. And we don't get to choose. Uh, I don't get to choose to pick your calling, man. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like I, I like a lot of the things I, I, I see from you on the streets. I like a lot of the things I see from you when you're ministering behind the pulpit. But I have to operate with the gifts with the character, with the integrity, with the fruit that's been cultivated in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it should look like an asp- a different facets of Christ. And, and as we come more and more to the fullness, hopefully we start looking a little more and more like each other. But, but man, I think that so often that we, that we, that we get too envious about things that we don't have. Yeah. That the, that the title looks, looks better, that the grass looks better on the other side, that the, that, that, that big ministry field looks better than, than these 15 people or these five mm-hmm. people or these three people that I'm ministering to, or man, I'd really like to have, have my own place instead of ministering at work. Well, obedience is success, no matter what it looks like. Come on. If you're obedient to what God's called you to do, you're already successful. Mm-hmm. And what do we have to get this worldly success uh, uh, paradigm out of our minds. We need to renew our mind to kingdom success. And that's, that's simply obedience to what the father's calling us to do. And, um, uh, we got to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked uh, a lot of the things that the Lord's, uh, called me to just to be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I'm so thankful that I want to steward everything that he's given me. Yes. And as, as we steward those things, it's a kingdom principle. We can see those things increase. It may not be, you may not be doing preaching to the mega millions, but whatever we steward will increase. And, yes. and that's what we want. We want to be, uh, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. We want those things that he's given us to be uh, multiplied back into our life. Not to say that I have more so that we can pour out uh, even more to the, to the lost and hurting world around us. Amen, bro. Man, that's so good. I'm glad you brought up the title thing because I, I think we can get hung up there. And, you know, I'm not throwing stones or, or any, like, I just, I feel like that can be a, a hiccup in our walk that we, we assume a position that maybe even we're not anointed to do. Yeah. Maybe, maybe God has gifted us to move in that and flow in that for a season or, or whatever, but maybe he's calling us to something different in the next, or maybe, maybe he never actually called us to that in the first place. We made up our own position and then God's like, 
<laughs> I, I'm gonna bless you because you're gonna be around people I care about, but I got way much more for you over here, you know. And yeah. it's and it's not about my own increase, like you said, it's about the multiplication, it's about yeah. the harvest field, it's about the souls. And I think if we're not careful, we can make duplicates instead of multiplication, we can make duplicates of yeah. of this specific person's personality, his yeah. character, his, you know, even to go as far as to say anointing, we can try to duplicate that. But in, in reality, like, you know, as well as I do, the church functions at full capacity when everybody is under their own uh, anointing in Christ and they're moving with the flow of the spirit. Like we, we've we've all seen those services and in those times of ministry together. And we've also seen some times where people were outside their lane and it's like, yeah, it's OK. But, it could you know, it could be better yeah. if we would just stay where, where God has called us to be. And so I'm glad you brought that up bro because there are there is this um this want to jump right now like i'm leaving this i'm going into full-time ministry and people would ask me all the time they still do hey when are you going to have a church again when are you going to pastor your own church again i'm like when did i stop pastoring hmm. <laughs> when yeah. did when did it when are you going to be full-time ministry again i'm like when did that stop like yeah. it may it may not look the same for you. We may not be meeting every Sunday under the same roof as we did two years ago. But I can tell you right now, full time ministry for me doesn't never shut off. Like, yeah. and so yeah, I'm glad you spoke to that man. That's good. Um, and so with that, with the ecclesia, with the with the gathering of the saints of Christ, um, you posted something back in July, and it man, it it spoke to my spirit, bro. Like it. I knew immediately, I was like, when this, when he gets on, when brother Aaron gets on, this is one of the things we're going after. And because I think that there has been, uh, I want to tread on this lightly, but as heavily as I need to, um, there has been this concept of weak culture, Christianity in so many, and, and, and it's left us wide open and susceptible for the the demonic let's just say it to come in and just sweep us off our feet and um really kind of wonder look around and wonder like what happened and it's like this um this back treading to culture or, or or countering to culture or not doing anything at all not not feeling like we have a place to speak to certain things or certain areas and i'm just going to read this post because my goodness, like this, this rocked me and I, and I don't want to mess it up. So I'm going to read it straight off your page. You said darkness can only survive where the church fears to tread. What's happening in your heart when you, when you post that, what's going through your mind, your spirit, your soul, like what's going on, man. Um, when, when you posted that, cause it hit me like a ton of bricks, bro. Yeah. It, it really did. I, I want to pick your brain on that for a moment. I've, it means it, it means multiple things to me. And and it, it all comes back. You keep hearing me say the sphere of influence that we have. Um, but we're responsible to steward the light that's in every sphere of influence that we have now um, in the natural. I've been to um, I've been held up at gunpoint uh, in multiple countries. Uh, my life's been threatened multiple times. I've had uh, machetes swung at me. Uh, on my doorstep in Kansas, um, by by someone that was uh, manifesting demonic manifestation, 
Um, I've got pictures of the tree that they that they destroyed uh, instead of me. Praise God. Uh, but they got some freedom. And, and I don't say that to, to say, look at me. I say, look what the Lord has done. And, yes. and he, he's more than capable. He's more than capable of keeping us where he's called us. And so I'm not telling you to go into to every single place, but I'm telling you that when the Lord lays something on our heart, when he calls us to an area, um, and we're talking geographically, those different areas um, that that I've been into some crazy places. But but culturally, if we want to speak into it from that aspect, that darkness can only reside where the church fears to tread mm. is it's also speaking um, about uh, uh, you, you can just name it. it, it transgenderism. You can t- t- talk about um, the homosexual community. You can talk about any type. Uh, you can talk about lies. Like we, we, we have all this distinguishing of these different categorizations uh, that we put onto things. But if we're if we if we're afraid to talk about these topics because we're going to get canceled or, uh, you know, that the enemy's coming to what he's coming to steal, kill and destroy in every sphere of influence that we have. But we've been called. Jesus came to give us a delegated power to bring life and life more abundantly into each and every situation. He's given us the power, the authority and the responsibility. Uh, and, and it says that every place the soul that our tread, our foot treads is claimed for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now he's just looking for some believers who actually believe that. Yeah, come on. And uh, it, it can even be uh, talks with the shutdowns that are coming. It can be with the fires that are taking place. Uh, in my opinion, the manufactured uh, famine that's beginning to. We're starting mm-hmm. to see the effects of that that are happening. These are all different areas uh, that that darkness cannot uh, lies and darkness cannot survive. If we'll bring the light of Christ into those situations, yeah. because truth will always, will always, uh, light will always dominate darkness. Light, darkness will always flee at the speed of light. And we have to remember that we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, the light of the world on the inside of us, just waiting to get out. We need to begin to arise and shine in each and every sphere of influence uh, that we have. And I tell you that truth will suffocate lies and i'm telling you mm. that he is the way he is the mm. truth he is the life but i'm we're i posted this to and, and the lord was speaking to me that he was started to speak to me about it's going to become a sin for us to remain silent come on and not to speak on these things and mm. i'm t- telling you that that so many of us are scared it's fear fear of man fear of the world fear of what uh the enemy is going to try to do to us if we begin to speak fear of losing our job and i realize there's times when we have to um be careful of what we're doing, but there's also times that on the side of, we use the excuse of being careful of not doing anything at all. Come on. Uh, it's the same thing that prayer is the foundational. We we know that our enemy is not flesh and blood, that we need to begin to pray. We need to get again to see things framed up in the spirit and by faith, pull those things out. We'll see those things that we prayed manifest, but we can also get in that place of being caught in this place of, hey, I'm in this position of prayer, and then not putting any action to that. Mm. And I think that that's a dangerous place that we get. We don't have to leave that place of prayer. We want to pray without ceasing. But there's also a time that we we can use that, hey, I'm just going to pray about it. 
and not take any action and put any action behind that. Like, like the kingdom of God, a, a friend of mine said of this, the kingdom of God is voice activated. Mm. And the reason that the enemy is coming to still kill and destroy is because we're not beginning to speak into these situations. Wow. We're not beginning to bring that light. We're not beginning to activate the word of God, because when the word of God meets a problem, the problems begin to be what? Like the mountain and, and cast into the yes. sea. Yes. But it comes with faith. And it's what we believe in our heart and we speak with our mouth. The problem is uh, sometimes we believe, maybe believe in our heart, but we haven't spoke it. And other times we're speaking it. And yet we're, we're faith is, is being built in us to where we believe what we're saying. Yes. And those are both healthy places. We see that uh, in Romans chapter 10, it says that if we, what, if we confess that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our, in our hearts, hearts that he's raised from the dead, we will be saved right. as believe in the heart confess with our mouth. Mm. And so that's the problem. If we really believed in our hearts, we would begin to confess those yes. things with our mouth. We would begin uh, to love those people around us so much that we could not remain silent. Mm -hmm. It's like we, we can't be, we, we're in a time of just like Esther, where if we don't speak up now, if we don't begin to take the power and the authority that Jesus has given us for this season, for this time, for this now moment, it says that that uh, for Esther, that her and her family would be forgotten, that the mm -hmm. Lord would raise up another in the inner place yeah. to begin to begin to bring his plans to come to pass. But and that's her, where we're her at family it. would perish. They would perish, be forgotten, would perish, and, and he would raise up another one to do what he's called her to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing today. If we're not willing to do what the Lord's called us to do, he'll raise up another. Mm -hmm. He loves us. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a salvation issue at all, but he's going to raise up another person to do what he's called you to do. Yeah, We need to start taking not just a corporate responsibility, but we need to start taking the personal responsibility seriously that the Lord's given us mm. into these situations. And that doesn't mean that we don't we don't love uh, the people. We, nothing will work outside of love. We've got to love the people that are in front of us. But love is telling people the truth. Yes. And we need to temper those things in love. But sometimes it needs to come out in a pretty bold way. Mm -hmm. I tell you, in, Acts, in the book of Acts, they were filled. You, you're, you're talking about fresh wind, you know, in Acts chapter two, that fresh wind mm -hmm. that blows in. But mm -hmm. then again, in Acts chapter four, you know, there's another shaking and there's another filling and they're praying, they're being beaten, they're being tossed in the prison <laughs> and they're saying, hey, give us more boldness. I'm yes. like, what? Yeah. Give us more boldness. And we're like, we're like most of us have yet to, to shed blood for the gospel. Yeah. And you came and real I close. So if that it, tree wasn't there, man, it might've been, it might've been you, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying you're supposed to go out and, and, and not every battle is ours to fight. Sure. And that's really sure. an important thing for us to, us to see. But I'm telling you that, that fear is holding us back from stepping in to our destiny. Yes. And I'm telling you, the only fear that we need to have is the fear of the Lord. Where the fear of the Lord is, fear of man is not. Yes. And the fear of the Lord needs to come back in this season into mm -hmm. the church. And I believe that we're going to see that uh, begin to happen. And I'm telling you that, um, I'll just say this, the word is the plumb line. We've talked about so many yes. things. The word of God is the plumb line. I don't care if you have a dream, if you have a vision, whatever happens in our life, we need to take it back to the word. We need to be Amen. spending. I used there was a time in my life where I spent I, I read 50 chapters a day. I'm not there right now. But there was a time in my life I was so hungry for the word of God that I was just devouring it. And I'm mm. telling you, faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when where faith is, we begin to see that fear begin to be removed. And I, I'm telling you that many of us in this hour, we need to 
uh, to cultivate that time to where we could get into the word, that it is the plumb line, that yes. anything that does not line up with the word uh, of God, uh, we need to begin to toss to the side. We need to begin to speak into that part of the culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this comes, this keeps coming back. Cut me off anytime you no, want. You, you, this, no, it's good. Andrew Womack, he had a quote like this 15 years ago. And, you know, <laughs> he said, he said, God made him Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> You know, and I think about that, like we don't want to talk about those things that 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 lies and homosexuality. Like we'll talk about, you know, you shouldn't lie, you shouldn't murder. But then we when we'll then as a culture, we we've stayed away from speaking about homosexuality. I love uh, I love those people. But just like I don't condone anyone to murder, you know, I want to love them to a place to where they can see Jesus as their Lord and Savior. He will begin to transform their life and all of those lies Mm -hmm. uh, will begin to fall off. For me, uh, uh, alcohol, alcohol left immediately, but pride, lust, Mm -hmm. anger, it took a little bit longer to walk through those things. But we we need to begin to speak into those things. We can't be cowering back from those things. We have the truth. We have the way. We have the truth, truth. We have the life. Yes. And we need to begin to speak into those areas. And and I've got friends that are dealing with 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 um, uh, homosexual tendencies. And guess what? I love them and I'm helping walk through the process mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And the same way I don't see that as any different than when I was dealing with lust or anger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think that those are things that that where we've we've shaded away from those things. Uh, uh, we've. We out of fear, out of fear of man, out of fear of what culturally, uh, what seems is deemed acceptable. And I have a lot of people that that's not uh, that's not popular. That's not something right. that's popular to to say. And the same right. thing, you know, I'm gonna I'll say this. Uh, I just saw the UK and like five other uh, uh, countries. Uh, they prohibited. They will not allow yep. uh, underage transgender surgeries. And I yep. say, praise God yeah. for that. That's yeah. the way it should be, that yes. I understand that people can be confused, but God is not a God of confusion. Amen. And I'm telling you that when we begin to, to when we begin to bring light into those areas and into those people's lives, why is that confusion coming in? Because they believe in a lie. Yep. yep. They believe in a lie. There's been a lack of the truth, a lack mm-hmm. of the light. The church hasn't been doing what they've been called yeah. to do. We yeah. haven't been the voice that we've supposed to be. We've uh, we've relegated many of the things that the church is supposed to do to the state. Praise yeah. God for the for the for for the government and the things that they can do. But it looks like they're messing up a whole lot of things yeah. right now that we shouldn't have delegated that authority Amen. to them. Amen. And we need to begin to take some of that authority back in those areas, and we'll begin to so- stop seeing a lot of the debauchery going on. And and I just be honest that it's just sad for me to see and I, and I made a post and you can't see my heart in a in a small little post but we're going to see the people that have supported the debauchery in this country not be able to function within the chaos that they've created come on not going to have the skills that they need uh to function mm. in the chaos that they've actually supported and helped create and it's mm. something that we can't back away from like listen Christ, Christ, Jesus Christ is the only answer to the problems that the world is in right now. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're if they're not going to have any of the skills that they need. Uh, and I want to be. Hey, is, you, you, <laughs> I want to be careful. I want to be careful how, how I word things, sure, because sure. I want people to hear my love for those people. I I love those people that listen. I was one of those people. I was I was a wrecking ball for the kingdom of hell. 
before uh, I, 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 before uh, at the age of 13, I gave my life to the Lord, but I didn't see a lot of fruit in my life. Uh, I went through a lot of chaos, was a wrecking ball for the kingdom of hell, was a hypocrite, was not uh, uh, an ambassador for, uh, for Christ. And then, um, uh, you know, I repented. I came back to the Lord. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and running with fire. And all this stuff started to fall off. Yeah. All that, all the lust, all the hate, all the that anger, all the, the alcohol, all those things began to fall off. Not because anything I could do on my own strength. And I love, uh, there, there's things that doctors can do, and that's great. And I, and I appreciate them for the things that they can do. But there's some things that only Christ can do. Amen. You can't medicate a demon out. You have to cast a demon out there's things that we have to talk about that there's there there's a book it's called um and i hope this is okay there's a book it's called the return of the gods lowercase g and it talks about um uh it talks about Baal. it talks about asherah talks about uh moloch and and i and i don't focus on the things of darkness but i say this to say that there's everything that we're seeing right now happened in in worship back then we're seeing a reemergence of things that have been suppressed uh, for a season. And so so uh, homosexuality, there's nothing new under the sun. Transgenderism uh, and mutilation of people's bodies is nothing mm-hmm. new under the sun. Uh, sacrifice. Uh, Abortion. Uh, yeah, yeah. All these things that we're seeing mm-hmm. right now are just a reemergence of things that we've seen in the past. Yeah, absolutely. But the answer to those things has not changed. No, no. It's the the answer is Jesus. You're, you're exactly right. And. To, to get people to understand the probability that as bad as things are, the grace of Christ will increase. Like, yeah. he wants yeah. souls. And in this hour, I believe, I'm like, you know, let's, let's, let's quote that while you say, where sin abounds, grace abounds, abounds much more. more. Yes. So I'm telling you where the sin, just what you're saying, and take off running from this, where that sin is abounding, we're going to see the grace of God. This is the church's greatest hour. He's going to empower us to do the things. That been, those that know preach, the Lord man. their God will do great and mighty exploits. Yeah. We're stepping into a season of great and mighty exploits. It's coming, man. And, I, and that's, I'm so glad for the confirmation on that. It's been my preach for the last two months at Greensburg. You know, it's been a hold on every every week. It's been a hold on message like, hey, it's coming. Just hang on. It's coming. You know, and I'm talking about you said earlier, you know, whether it's two or 200, you know, like wherever God sends you, you preach the word in season and out of season. And I'm seeing I'm seeing some of these people that have been dormant in their faith begin to rise again. And and I believe that there's a boldness in this hour coming upon the church that when we walk in the fear of the Lord, like the demons that are that are at bay, the demons that are at large right now, are not going to hold a candle to what's coming because there's a boldness arising in the church as the fear begins to come back into the church so that she may function properly in her position at the right, you know, with, with God in heavenly places. And so with what, with what we're talking about and the culture at large, and this is that I'm glad you went there. I didn't have to bring it up. That was one of the things on the paper I want to talk about was where we are in the culture and how, how, and and if we're real and honest, like some of that culture has infiltrated into the church and it's nothing new. You said it earlier. It's there's nothing new under the sun. Paul was having the same conversations with the church at Corinth that we're seeing right now with some of the biggest churches at large that we've ever experienced on stage or elsewhere. Paul is having the same conversation at Corinth as, as some pastors are having with those direct leaders of those big those big churches. And so it's nothing new and, and it shouldn't surprise us, but it should 
proposition us to go do something, to be bold about what, what God has in placed in you and he's instored in me to be able to share with a world that's broken at large. And, and, and just to bounce back off that where sin, um, where sin is, grace abounds even more. That's where I believe we're standing on this threshold. We're about to see so many people come to the realization that they've been living it wrong, that we've been walking it wrong, that we've been doing it wrong. And there's a grace of God. That's where that's actually an open air environment where the grace of God can show up. And we can look internally and say, dang it, I missed it. Jesus says, that's okay. I got the solution. I'm right here. You know, I'm gonna change that for you. Just follow what you know to be true and discard all this other stuff that you've added on. And I just believe it in this hour, like that fear that we talked about, this on reverence of God, look at what he he can do, look at who he is, look at what he's done. Once that gets instituted back into the heart of the believers, then you're going to get to see a movement that we have never, ever experienced thus far in humanity. And just to back up a little bit earlier about not having to feel like you need to check behind you before you speak on the precipice and, and the word and the truth of God. I'm reminded of that scripture in Jude one twenty three where it says, you know, saving others by snatching them out of the fire. Yeah. That yeah. looks pretty dire. That's a dire need. You yeah. know, like if I see Aaron Packard's house on fire and I'm walking by his house as a brother, as somebody who loves humanity and loves people, it's my call to run in there. I don't care if you're sleeping or or what? It's my job to go in there and grab you by your belt loop if I have to and throw yeah. you out the window, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the rest of your family at large as well. And and I think that that's we're seeing this. We're seeing this transition right now, I believe. And I'm seeing it in my pastor. He preaches. He's fire. Um, and just this un, unashamed boldness that's that's coming back yeah, to come on. The ecclesia, and I believe that there are some very bold pastors out there, preachers, evangelists, apostles, whatever, out there preaching this message with boldness, and and that's where we're seeing the movements. Because I believe that God is is he, he's no respecter persons, right? I mean, he'll he'll do for one what he does for another, but I yeah. do believe that there's a places and time where we get to see His glory revealed in such a nature where it just leaves people shaking in and in, in awe and wonder like oh my goodness i can't believe yeah. he just did that i bet acts chapter two we were talking about earlier looked pretty wild when the holy ghost showed up and they were speaking with tongues of fire and there was a rushing violent the bible <laughs> says violent wind running through this place and if we yeah. want to experience things like that there's something to be said about waiting for his presence and doing the right things while the while we're waiting jesus gave them this command do not leave jerusalem until you receive the gift they yeah. went, they were waiting, he showed up, he imparted, he petitioned, they petitioned, and then he sent them to go do what he called them to do. And yeah. that's where I believe that we have the most impact in culture is where we understand that that power, that that fear is still in us, that boldness is still in us. And maybe we just need somebody to come by and remind us. And I think yeah. about the very nature of this podcast that was birthed from second Timothy one, six, don't forget, Paul says to fan into flame, Timothy, yeah. you're preaching in the biggest, the biggest church at large at this time. And, and Paul, you know, is, is, is trying to encourage his protege in the faith. Like, don't forget yeah. to fan into flame that gift that was imparted to you when you had the elders lay hands on you at your ordination. Don't forget that that fire is still there. And sometimes we just need somebody to come along and say, I know the world looks like this, but the kingdom of heaven still looks like this. 
And yeah. where that's going on, the kingdom of heaven will build, it will trod, it will trample, it will take ground yeah. for its for for the goodness of God if we allow it and just allow God to come into a place in our heart and in our being to where we don't have to shy away from those conversations. Because yeah. I think that that's where it's been. You said it like we've come to a place where we feared to talk about these things. And so these things have taken over the, the yeah. evil only prevails where the church fails to trod, man. I, lo I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that we've began to distinguish between sin that we can we can preach against. We can preach uh, God's grace to bring you out of this sin, but we can't touch this over here. We started to categorize these things as as a church. I know that you don't believe that way. I know that I don't believe that way. But we're seeing that hey, these topics are 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 off are off. Uh, you know, we can't touch those topics. Well, no, that's not true. That's not the way Jesus would 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 have done it. You know, he he would have loved those people. He would have mm -hmm. he would have loved them so much that he wouldn't have left them the same. That he would have brought transformation to their life. That he would begin to see those things that they were struggling with uh, be turned uh, for his glory. And I'm telling you that, that that there's so many things that we can see. The darker it gets, the brighter it will shine. But we can see in every move of God, like you said, we have we have the power and authority that we can operate out of in faith every day, everywhere that we go. And yet there's times where we'll see a move of God. We'll see an outpouring of the mm -hmm. Spirit. Uh, we'll see him, a manifestation of his Spirit that we haven't seen uh, in, you know, everywhere that we go. But here's five things that I, I was thinking about. It says in, in Acts chapter two, after the tongues of fire came in, uh, it says that some were confused, some were amazed, some marveled, some were perplexed, and some were mocking. Every good move of God will have all of those things happen within them. And so we can't back down when we get to that place of people being confused, people being perplexed, or people mocking. We're like, oh, they marveled. Oh, they were amazed. We're all in on that. But when they start mocking, that's when we need the boldness. And that's what mm -hmm. time spent with the Lord is that every, out of the secret place, everything else will flow. Yeah. And you touched on that just very briefly earlier. And it's so important to cultivate our relationship with the Lord. So many people are seeking a platform before they seek his presence. So many people People are seeking a platform before they cultivate that relationship with him. Now, I'm telling you that that when you've got when you just first get saved and you've got the zeal of the Lord, you need to run with that. But we also need to be cultivating that relationship yes. to where we can have some sub substance. We can have some maturity uh, in that with that zeal, have some wisdom with the zeal that we're running with. Um, but that's where I feel like we're at, that the church is at a place where they're being mocked. But I'm telling you, every move of God um, and I'll, I'll say this real quick. I, I'm gonna, I'll come back to this at the end of what I'm saying right now. But in uh, uh, when Gideon's 300, you know that they go out and uh, they talk about. Uh, they took with the, they had the the pitcher with the fire in their left hand. They had the trumpet in the right hand, and they blew the trumpet. Right? They released the sound. Mm -hmm. Right? And then they broke the pot off and and, and they they sh the torches were shining bright. And that's a we can go in and teach on how that's a picture of the Holy Spirit uh, in mm -hmm. us. But they released the sound and then they said the sword of the Lord and Gideon. And so before every move of God, there is a new sound that's released. And we can look back throughout history of uh, the history of the church and we can see that before every major move, there was a prayer movement that proceeded before and that there was a new sound that it was released. There's two things that mark every move of God. And you can go back uh, to the first century church and see that. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I'm telling you that there's a there's a prayer movement uh, that's go, that's going on that that Lou Engel is great with the call and then he went with the sin. But there's there's a there's prayer that has to precede the move of God that's getting ready to take place. And I and we honor intercessors. And and now is the time uh, that, that we're seeing uh, many, many groups come together. And, mm-hmm. and and what happens is, well, if one puts a thousand to flight, two puts ten thousand to flight. There's a multiplication that comes with the corporate anointing. And, yeah. and that's something that we're going to see the body begin to work together, that we're going to begin to put the enemy to flight in such a greater way. But it comes to just what we're talking about, us operating in the area that we're graced. Now, intercessors may not be running out and leading the charge on the, on the harvest field, but it says whether you pray, whether you sow or whether you go, that we've all became fellow laborers. So we're yes. all doing our part. And so for the move of God, we, we need the intercessors, but we also need the people that are coming out on the front lines. Yep. And and we've been overseas and we've seen, I travel with an amazing ministry and we've seen, I've, I've been part of seeing almost a million souls come in, but there's a, mm. there's a training and equipping. That's just the beginning. The Holy Spirit called them in and praise God and churches are planted and, and, and a lot of amazing things happen. But then there's a training and equipping where not just the pastors and the and the teachers and the prophets, however we want to, to break this down. But we also need believers to come alongside. Yeah. We talk about that leadership, but we all have people. We should all have people that are speaking into our lives. We should have a place where we're we're brothers and sisters. And then we should have places where 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 we're speaking into other people's lives, and that's uh-huh. healthy to have those three different places. I'll say that again: the place where we have brothers and sisters, where we're learning and we're growing mm-hmm. together; places mm-hmm. where we're we're speaking into other people's lives, and then people places where people can speak into our lives. Yes. And one of the I don't know the Holy Spirit's leading me this way, so just, just redirect if you need to. No, but but this is one of the problems that we have. We we we're we're not seeing those three different spheres correctly, and that's why we're getting frustrated because we're in a place of peers and we think we're in a place of where we're supposed to be leading. Woo! And there's times when we're in a place where we need to be listening and we think we're supposed to be speaking. And then there's other times where we're not bold enough to step out with the things that the Lord's put inside of us. And we're supposed to be speaking and we're waiting for someone else to speak into us. So there's three Come different on. spheres of influence that you that each and every one of us should be to be to be walking healthily with, throughout the body. And, and so so if you don't have those, I'm not telling you that you're that you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I'm telling you that we should we should be asking the Lord to to bring us into those relationships where we have people that can speak into us, places where we can grow uh, with our brothers and sisters and then other areas where we can speak into people. And that's wow. a, a healthy way to where we can grow. And I love to, when I train and equip, I like to, a person told me a long time ago, like doctors, they would, they would teach it, they would do it. And then they would do it with them and they would step back and they would let them do it themselves. And I, mm. I love that because that introduces, it activates it. It helps, um, uh, propel people forward when we're there to do things with someone. Like when I show my kids to do something the first time, right? Sometimes they're a little nervous to step out and to do those things, right? Sure. Especially if there's a crowd around. Sure. And so I love to cultivate a safe place within the four walls of the church to begin to practice those things mm-hmm. to where we can then begin to take people outside the four walls and, and, and reach the lost and hurting world. And so I think there's a combination. There's a lot of different ways that people can do this, but uh, but I, I really feel like in this hour, we're going to see uh, the training and equipping centers uh, start functioning more and more 
um, like what we saw in the first century church. And, yeah. and I'm going to say this, like, I, I love the big, I love the small, I love it all, but I feel like we're going to see a move back. That's not that we're not going to have the corporate gatherings, but I believe the Lord is going to begin to, to, to bring house fires back, to bring house churches back, mm. to be breaking bread and gathering together around the table. And sometimes that's going to be the area where the brothers and sisters are coming together and sure. growing together. It may not be, uh, it may not be the teaching, like one person's teaching, but it may be that area where we're growing together. But but I really feel like the Lord's going to do that. It is doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's calling people back in to the house church model. And like I said, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be gathering together mm-hmm. on Sundays. We're, we're not going to have some of these big, incredible events that we have. Those are all great. And we love that. Mm-hmm. But we, a, a friend says, we want to be under the spot where the glory comes out. Like we want to be doing what God's doing in the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want to be caught off in left field when God's doing something else over yeah. here. So, uh, and, 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 and individually that can look different for, for each of us. Right. Sure. Like Scott, you can be called to, to do something differently than me, but, but, but church as we've seen in the last 30 years, I believe that model is, is, is beginning to, to, to fade away and to mm-hmm. begin, uh, to begin uh, to be a thing of the past, the secret mm-hmm. sensitive, uh, movement is is the uh, people are fleeing the churches by the droves. The last yeah. shutdown, which we can touch on this, the last shutdown yeah. uh, that we have, uh, some of the biggest uh, churches never open back up. Yeah, they just have an online presence. Some of them, some of them just plain shut down and didn't open back up. And uh, on the pre- we're on the precipice of of possibly seeing this happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a choice of of what to do. Um, and, uh, I'm going to let you interject and then I'll, no, no, I, I love it, man, because I love how Holy spirit connects all these things. Like the, everything that I wrote down that I want to talk about, we've, we've, we've ventured into without even, you know, stopping for a bathroom break. Like it's, it's been, <laughs> it's been thick, man. And it's been good. And I, and I love, I love just just tapping into that next thing now, like where we're at this hour, what you see for the church. And, and, you know, we, we've, we've covered, we blanketed some of those things, but I, I believe I I'm, I'm with you, man. I I'm so with you. Like there's, there, there's such a place in life that you can only get to when it's present soaked and you can do the things you can go through the service you can do. And they're all good. We're not negating the fact that they're all good and they're all biblical and they're all needed, but there's a place that you can only get in your walk with Jesus and others when you're willing to steward the presence of God in such a way where nothing else matters and he is the only one in the room. And I I see that. I see that for the house church gatherings you're talking about. I see that for worship sets. I see that for services, you know? And one of the things that I've I've always um, been adamant about whenever I'm preaching or wherever I've been, um, is that like, we're going to give the room to Holy spirit and whatever he wants to do. Um, that's what we're going to do. And some have been well-received and some have not been so well received, but it doesn't change what God has placed on my heart and your heart to do. And so in this hour with, with the church at large, man, like, this kind of ending question, I guess, you know, and we takes as long as we need. I don't care, but like where, what time is it, man? What time is it right now? And and I know it's a loaded question, but what time is it collectively corporately 
individually, yeah. you know, two or three are gathered. Like, what time is it for us as the Ecclesia right now, man? What do you see? Where do you see this going? Well, it's it's pretty clear to see the enemy trying to steal, to kill, to destroy, and the things he's doing with uh, the wars, the corruption, uh, those things. With uh, We've got young, what would be healthy people dropping dead, dying um, for, for reasons that um, I believe that they're lying to us about. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that uh, these people aren't just having heart attacks. I don't believe it's from COVID itself. Um, and I'll and I'll just say that I believe that uh, many of these things that we're seeing are from the the shots that they pushed out that we're not ready to be given. Yep. Um, I believe that we're seeing uh, beginning to see um, a manufactured famine um, that's taking place. I believe that where the enemy is going to try to put masks on us again. I believe that the enemy is going to try to do a lot of these things, but he's going to fail. I believe he's going to try to shut down the church again. I believe last time we saw how uh, many people responded. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. It's not about where we were. It's where we are growing into and where we're going into now. Um, we personally took a stand and, and didn't even shut our doors. We actually started having potlucks. And uh, until the very last day of service, I don't know of anyone that tested positive for COVID. And I'm not saying that anyone else needs to do that, but I'm just telling you that um, a personal conviction of mine and Beth uh, was that we weren't going to shut things down last time. Mm -hmm. And um, I I wasn't going to talk about this at all, really, but it was on Easter, I remember, because everyone said, we're not coming, because that was the day we could get arrested. Oh, good Lord. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I and, and, and anyone that felt the shutdown, I said, there's no guilt, there's no shame. This was a personal conviction that I had in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the Lord said that we were just supposed to stand. Mm-hmm. And so um, we did. And we had pretty much everyone show up uh, that week, which was which was amazing. Um, but here's the thing. Not everyone's called to every fight. Yeah, but we we can't back down as a church. The Bible tells us what not to forsake the gathering together. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, we need to be around other 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 believers. And, yeah. and I realize there's people that have health issues and things like this. And this may not be popular what I'm saying, um, but I tell you, this is my own personal conviction. What I believe that the Lord uh, is calling uh, me and my family to, and mm-hmm. um, that if He can muzzle us now, what's it going to look like if these Wherever you think we're at, we talked about this. If if the last days of Jesus hanging on the cross, he ascended into heaven. Now we're entering into the last days. We're at the we're in the last of the last days. Mm-hmm. And so if you think it's going to happen in 100 years, 50 years, wherever you're at theologically uh, with that. Um, but things aren't going to get any easier. The enemy mm-hmm. is not going to uh, make it easier for us in these last days. Come and on. so we have to decide where we're going to take that stand. We know what mm-hmm. he's doing. But what's the Lord doing? And in that moment, that last time on that Easter Sunday, the Lord told me to stand. And and I'm saying that for a reason that you may look around. What's popular may not be right. Come on. And we're going into a season where popularity, uh, many things will look popular. Many things will look good. But what's the Lord calling you to do? And that's really the hour 
that yes. we're in. We're in the hour of 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 holding on to the hymn. We're 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 in the hour of intimacy. We're in the hour that our that our that 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 our oil needs to be running. That our lamps need to be full. I'm telling you that there's so many things that the enemy's trying to do to distract us right now. Mm-hmm. There's so many lies that are being put out right now. And yeah. even uh, you can see the things, the horrific things that are happening, uh, even in the state of Hawaii right now, you know, that that even we're 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 in an age of technology where information we should be able to get this, the true information coming out. And it's never been harder to get a straight answer yep. from the media right now. And that's a problem. That's an issue. And with the AI that's coming out right now with the. With the video that we're having right now, they can take our voices. And actually, my brother told me this on Zoom. They can actually take uh, they can actually take the voices off Zoom, and they can use it to uh, the, the, when you sign the terms of use for it now, that they can uh, use that to help pro- promote and help propel the maturity of the AI program. Oh my! So, so I, I say that to say this: they, the technology is there right now that they can take my voice. And they can take a video and they can make it to where it is almost indistinguishably. uh, It it cannot be distinguished whether it's real or not right now. And you throw in the technology that's coming. Can you imagine uh, us not only not getting the news in in such a way that would be beneficial to us, but also people going to jail for things that they didn't do? Right. Right, right, right. People, people being framed for things that they didn't say. People, yeah. uh, videos being, uh, and, and and like I said, the technology right now uh, is is to the place where they can barely distinguish these things. Mm. And so, this is the hour that we're living in that we need to have the discerning of spirits uh, like never before. That we need to be hearing from the Holy Ghost because there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to trust anything that you can see uh, on uh, on, uh, on the news. And we're we're really to that place right now. There. Are are truths that are putting out being put out right now but it's really hard to get the truth right. uh the only tr- the truth there is 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 jesus christ mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important for us to have a voice to us to use these platforms for us to use these technologies that are coming out for uh our benefit for the kingdom while we can mm-hmm. and uh, i know that uh there's going to be a great boldness there's going to be a grace that graces us for this hour i truly believe the church's greatest hour is ahead of us yes if we look uh, throughout church history that we can see that usually the church's greatest hour comes with the greatest persecution. Yes, yes. And so um, I'm not prophesying this over you and your family, but I believe we're in an hour where we're going as the church, as the body of Christ, we're going to um, step into a place of where um we're going to be under severe persecution at times. Mm-hmm. And you can see right now, is there any other religion that you can make fun of the way that people, make fun of and bash as Christianity and 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 not uh and not receive extreme backlash mm. like no yeah I can't I couldn't no. get on and I and I love I have I have Muslim friends I have uh people that I know that are Hindus and and I love I love uh I love so many different cultures I've been all around the world um and I don't want to bash anyone yeah. I just want to lift up the name of Jesus Christ Come on. And that's the thing that we need to see in this hour, that we don't have to bash anyone or anything that's going on around us. But we just need to begin to lift up 
the name of Jesus Christ. And and the darker it gets, like we said, it's, uh, you know, we need to arise. We need to shine. Uh, our greatest hour is coming. Those that know the Lord, their God, are going to do great and mighty exploits. Come on. But I believe we're in the hour where we're going to see more persecution coming against the church, more prejudice coming uh, mm -hmm. towards the church. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in a place where we're in a place where I want to I want to be careful how I choose my words. The Lord, uh, the Lord spoke to me in prayer and he said something I'd never heard him say before. Um, he said, this is going to be the craziest year you've ever seen. And I posted about that. Yeah, saw that. And I can read a lot of things into that, right? Crazy can be good. I had a friend see some awesome miracles that are in Peru right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, man, we saw the craziest thing. Like yeah. crazy can be good, right? Yeah. But I had a feeling that crazy wasn't going to be super good. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so the things that we're seeing, um, we need to know where our hope is. Mm -hmm. We know we need to know where our anchor is. We need to know the truth in the midst of, of any lies that could be spun. We need to be so um, in tune, so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. When he says to go left, we go left. When we go right, go right. When we need to stop listening to something, we stop listening. When we need to be attentive in an area, when we need to do this with our family or that with our family, mm -hmm. when we need to comply to something or we need to not comply yes. to something, we need to be uh, hearing so clearly um, from the Lord. I'll let you jump in for a little no, bit. No, it's it's good, man. I I I am on board with all of that. One of the things that the Lord has constantly reminded me of in prayer and just in reading in my time with Him is that the spirit of discernment is so needed in this hour. Like we yeah. we have got to understand the discernment of the Holy Ghost and where where He is petitioning us to be and where He's not. And like you said earlier, like what fight is your fight? What fight isn't your fight? Yeah. And because we're so consumed right now with so many different avenues of technology and information, yeah. it's just it's just the way it is. Like there's there's waves of technology coming in our brains every single day, multiple times a day, thousands of times a day, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on YouTube, whether it, whatever. Um, and we have to be discerning of what we're hearing. And it, again, if it lines with the word of God, if it doesn't align with the word of God, then you just discard it. And I, I love that, that this is going to be the craziest season you've ever seen, because again, like you said, they can be taken in a couple different, couple different ways. You know, we've, we've seen some crazy cool stuff happen and we've yeah. seen some not so crazy cool stuff happen, but I think at large, good or bad, the church is still that beacon of hope, still that yeah. beacon of light to a lost and broken world. And we can yeah. be that refuge um, in Christ Jesus for these people that are coming to the knowledge that their way isn't working. Yeah. They're just, they're coming to, you know, I've seen so many, I've seen so many things with this trans movement and with this, you know, this LGBTQ community. And, but I've also seen, the opposite where people are speaking out and saying, dude, I was in that lifestyle and it did nothing but confuse me even more than I already was. When I turned yeah. to Jesus and he highlighted all these things in my life that he wanted to walk me through and he wanted to heal me from everything changed for me. And so I know that there's, there's this agenda from the enemy that wants to leave us 
confused and chaotic, but I also know that there's this kingdom of light that's shedding light on that darkness to bring us into this place of, even if it gets wild, even if it gets absolutely crazy and insane, where's our refuge? Where's our hope? Where's our promise? Where is our, you know, where's our provision? And, and I, I'm, that's, I'm with you, bro. Like I love no matter what, right. I think it's a Daniel, the book of Daniel, moment yeah. with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if you don't show yeah. up, Lord, yeah. even if you do not show up and deliver us yeah. from this flaming pit, we will not stop worshiping you. And we darn sure are not going to worship that God. Yeah, We're not going to worship the world or culture or what it has. We will choose to worship Yahweh, our God. And yeah. the, you know, I think that that's that's the Mount Carmel. That's the Mount Carmel moment that I was talking about this morning. Really, it's just what you hit on from a different angle with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, it's so good. It's like you know, Elijah's like, "Hey, listen, how how long are you gonna be caught between the two? Choose one. Like, I don't even really care. Like, I do, but choose one. You're either gonna serve Baal or you're gonna serve God. Choose." Yes. Yes. And we're we're having that moment where I really believe, just like we see uh Elijah, like he 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 really even mocked the prophets of Baal. Um, but and we saw God move in such a powerful way, but but he had to stand in the midst of what looked like a completely dire situation. And, mm-hmm. and and he wasn't alone, but he felt like he was alone. Yes. And I think that that's part of the hour that we're in right now, but 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 you've got to choose a side. Yes. Like like we're getting so many people are getting tossed to and fro because they're 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 like they're, we're not lining up with the plumb line. You mm-hmm. don't take the plumb line. You come into alignment with the word of God. You don't take the word of God and try to make it come into alignment. Yes. Yeah. And that's where people are getting tossed to and fro with all these different things that we're seeing going on uh, in the world uh, and in the confusion uh, that the enemy is trying uh, to bring in. And, and I tell you, people just need to choose. And choose. choose that that yeah. will eliminate so much confusion yeah. just to choose something just to it's it's a black and white bold issue now i'm choosing yeah. this and i'm not choosing that i'm stiff farming this i'm taking this yeah. and i yeah i agree because there's been so much wishy-washy like you choose this day whom you serve you can choose who you're going to choose i'm going to choose to serve god you choose this day whom you will serve as for me in this house, I know yeah. who we're serving and yeah. you don't, ha- you don't have to be with me, but this yeah. is where we're going. And I, and I believe that's where the church is in this hour too. There's, there's a hard line being drawn. I, I got the, <clears throat> I got the vision just now of Jesus drawing in the sand hmm. when, when uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees begin to drop their stones, you know, and we don't know what he was writing. There's a lot of speculation, but I believe that it was a hard line. Like we're called to protect those who maybe just don't know yet, but they got their toes in this, in the water and we're trying to get them, Hey, all in, like, just choose, choose the righteousness of Christ as opposed to the religiousness of the world and the sickness and the sin of the world. Like choose health, choose healing. This that's what's on this side. And I, I think that there, God has given us such a period of grace, bro. Like I've looked at the church at large and I'm like, he's a lot more patient than me. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, yeah. I don't know how he does it. I, I don't know how he extends grace as long as he has. Like I would have already 
round two, Sodom and Gomorrah, like, see ya, like, like just would have been my call, yeah. you know, that's why I'm not God. <laughs> but he said, he said, when, when you lift, when, when Christ was lifted up, it said that all men would be drawn to him. And, him. and when we represent him well, people can't help but be drawn to him. And, yes. and that's what the lost and hurting world's looking like. Like we're called to be ambassadors of Christ. And I say this all the time that we can only represent him to the place that we know him. I love that. Say that again. And we can only represent him to the place that we know him. And so our relationship with Jesus is always ever growing, just like uh, I'm married, just like I'm getting to know my wife more and more each and every year. Our marriage is getting better like a fine wine. Mm -hmm. I messed up a bunch of stuff in the first few years because I really didn't know how my wife functioned. But now <laughs> I know a lot of those tricks now. You know, yeah. We're going on 20, 20 plus years of marriage. And things are getting 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 better and better. But that comes out of relationships. That comes out of 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 that knowing. And and so as ambassadors, we don't get to represent. Um, as ambassadors of Christ, we don't get to represent just whatever we want. Mm -hmm. Our King has a kingdom. There's mm -hmm. principles and there's rules that apply. And the Word of God is the plumb line. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you that that the more that we know the Word, the written Word, the spoken Word, uh, that the more that we get to know Him. Um, the more that we'll represent him well to the lost mm -hmm. and hurting world around us. And that's what they're looking for. God has yes. instilled that into each and every one of us, that when we represent him well, they can't help but be drawn to him. And, and I've seen it um, in the ones and twos on the streets, and I've seen it um, in the hundreds of thousands at a time uh, in crusades overseas. But I'm telling you that people are looking for that hope. Yes, and, and the church is carrying the hope. We are actually walking treasuries. We have everything on the inside of us that the world needs. We have every answer that the world, every answer that the world is looking for is on the inside of us. You're a walking treasury and you have the fullness of your inheritance from the Lord at your at your disposal that you can begin to, to, to release that to the world around us. But it's hard to release what you don't know that you carry. Mm. And I tell you what, that that it's going to be so important. It says that he who keeps their eyes stayed on him, their hearts stayed on him. He will keep in perfect peace. It's going to be so important in the days to come to be carrying our peace into each and every situation. Mm -hmm. Because what we carry, we can release. What we have a revelation on, we can begin to release to the world around us. And, and in the midst of chaos, people are looking for peace. They're looking for that light. And I'm telling you that, that just what we said before, that, that light has never been defeated by darkness. Mm -hmm. Light or darkness always will flee at the speed of light. Mm -hmm. Light will always dominate darkness. And we have to begin to see those things. We have to begin to recognize those things. We have to recognize the power, the authority, and even maybe more importantly, the responsibility that, that, that Jesus has given to us, that delegated responsibility. Come on. Guys, that's it. Delegated responsibility for us right now as the bride. Like this is our hour to do what Christ has called us to do. No more shying away. No more being fearful of what the world's going, you know, going to come back or clap back with. Like we have the authority to do what we need to do. And that authority is to point people to the presence and the person of Christ. And if we do that, if we do that, I truly believe we'll see the change that we desire. We'll see people 
coming into the understanding of that the kingdom of heaven can belong to them as well, can be a place of refuge and and uh, a place of security for them as well, like we've experienced, because nobody gets out of this life unscathed, as as brother talked about earlier, like there's going to be trials, there's going to be tribulations, but we have this understanding that in Christ Jesus, we have victory and we have a firm foundation, no matter how bad things shake or quake, we have a firm foundation in the plumb line, in the word of God. And that is the truth. And so if you're, if you're wavering right now, if you're in a place where you're just super scared, you just don't know, maybe you're watching too much news, too much Fox news and too much CNN. And, and you just, this is what I, and I, and I know my brother, Aaron will, will come in agreement with me on this. Like, this is what we're asking you to do is just shut everything off, shut everything off, get alone with him, get in his word, pray. If it takes three hours, give it three hours, but just sit in his presence, allow him to speak to your heart, open his word, open the word of God. That is the, that is the one truth that we have as believers and those who would become believers. It doesn't negate that it's truth just because you don't believe it. It's the truth. It is the only truth that we have and the only way, the truth, the life that is needed in a world that has discarded truth. It just truly is. And, and, And we need to, we need to pick aside and to pick the side of righteousness because if you pick the side of righteousness you are guaranteed to be filled you are guaranteed to have every treasure like he's talking about at your disposal and guess what the best thing to do with the greatest gift that you could ever receive is to give it away because somebody that you come across tomorrow a month a year is going to need what you carry and what you carry is the fragrance of Christ Jesus that's that's it and you have you have a place in this. I think just to wrap some of this up, like you guys need to know that you have a place and that place is with Christ Jesus. It's not away from him. It's not apart from him. You can choose today to be what he's called you to be and be with him. Yeah. To be with him. Brother, closing thoughts, man. I definitely want to have you pray us out of here, but closing thoughts on this. This was so rich, bro. And I, I just feel like we could go for weeks. I can just <laughs> sweat, sweat in this closet for days and, and, and chat with you, man. Like so good. Come on. You may, I got excited tonight, man. You may have to slow me down when you, mm-hmm. when you hear this, I'm talking so fast, mm-hmm. but the, the greatest harvest the world has ever seen lies in front of us. We're going to see the greatest harvest of souls come in to the kingdom. And, and just what, what just what Scott said, I just come into agreement um, with him that if you're feeling out of place, uh, I'm telling you, you, there's a place for you in the body of Christ. Mm. And that's what's been missing. It's uh, I heard it years and years ago. You know, there's a there's a there's a hole in every heart, you know, and that's and that hole is Christ. And there's nothing else in the world that can fill it. I tried to fill it with everything there was out there and nothing would fill it but him. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm telling you, there's a place for you in the body of Christ. And and um, just to just to come back, um, what we started with and circle back around is um, find some people that you can do life with. Find some people relationally that you can trust, that can walk the journey with you. Um, that will be there for the ups, that will be there for the downs, that aren't those fair weather fans, um, that even can maybe can speak some hard truth into your life 
um, when you need it. Those are some of the best friends I've ever had. Are those people that can speak into my life that I'll allow speak into my life. Now, not everybody gets that place, but mm-hmm. we need people in our life that we can walk with. We can have that relationship with, we can trust that can speak into us. They can run this race, uh, for Jesus, you know, and, and it takes brothers and sisters, just like Scott and I, we said 10 years now we're going and he's, we're, we're, we're both running our races, but we're cheering each other on. Mm. Yes. And and I think that that's one of the things that we need to see that that uh, where there's been so much competition, um, we're actually called to complete one another, not to compete with one another. Yes. And we need those people that will 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 champion each other on uh, that will help lift each other's arms up um, that will be there. And that comes through relationship. And um, I found the best relationships uh, in my life within the body of Christ. Amen. It's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood, and it's needed. Yeah. It's just needed. You're gonna, you're going to need the communion of saints in this hour. Period. Yeah, yeah. can't do it alone. We can't were made to function, function together, and it said we were all made to drink of one spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but it says that those who who seemed uh, less important were actually necessary. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that that you're necessary. Where you yeah. felt like you have that you haven't been necessary. You're necessary. We need you. We are better together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemy tries to pick us off when we're alone. Um, and uh, I'll say this: that that so many people have been hurt by the church. Um, and I apologize for that. That wasn't Christ. Mm-hmm. That was people. That was humanity. Um, that that we walk that we walk in that we walk through, but 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 I apologize for them, and I'm telling you that 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 I just I just ask you to to give it another chance to mm-hmm. plug back into a place that's healthy, um, and it's going to help propel you, but also they're la- they're lacking that fragrance that you bring to the body. They're lacking mm-hmm. that peace. That there's a body there's a there's a local body that's waiting. For you, and that yes. may be a house church, that may be a gathering on Sunday morning, um, but you're needed, you're necessary, and we honor and we love you guys. And man, I could talk to you forever yeah, too. Bro. I don't know where to, I don't know where to land this thing, bro. I want you to pray us out, man. I want you to pray us out, if you would please. Well, Father, I just thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. I thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you just overtaking them right now. I thank you that the eyes of the spirit, the eyes of their heart are being opened and they're seeing the gifts and the callings that you put on their life, Lord. I thank you that that we've been raised up far above all principality and power. And I think that you have given us the power, the authority and the responsibility in this hour. And I thank you that we're picking that up right now. I thank you that we will make known the Mm -hmm. manifold wisdom of God. It says the manifold wisdom of God will be known by the church to the principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. We just thank you that you've, you've equipped us, you've graced us, you've given us the power and the authority that we need to see victory in this hour. Mm -hmm. I thank you for, for, for each and every heart that's listened to this podcast Lord, I thank you that you're just touching them and their family. I thank you that uh, that you're fanning the flames mm. in their life. I thank you that uh, you are bringing them into alignment for the assignment that you have for them in this season. I thank you that you've graced them for everything. You've equipped them for every problem that they'll ever 
run into, Lord. I just thank you that as they come into alignment for the assignment, that they're breaking forth uh, to the to the east, north, to the south, to the east, mm-hmm. and the west. That you're doing a new thing in them, Lord. I just thank you for that in this season. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for that wisdom. I thank you that you you would begin that. I thank you that we would step into realms of intimacy with you that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I thank you that we would hear you in a way that we haven't heard you before. I thank you that we would be so close that we could even hear that heartbeat in your chest. I thank you that we're following you so closely in this hour that we can be guided even by the look of your eye. I thank you that our lamps are full in this season. And I thank you that this is the church's greatest hour. I thank you that each and every person that's under the sound of my voice will know the Lord their God and do great and mighty exploits. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you so much, man. Thanks for coming on tonight. Love you, man. Thanks for having me. Love you too, bro. We'll be in touch. We'll do it All again. Right, yep. Yeah, bro.